0: I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Courtney. And this is Caffeinated Crimes. It's a very rainy, yucky weekend here. I don't know mm-hmm. about Courtney, but it has just been yes. uh, awful weather. So sad. Couldn't take the dogs for a walk or play outside or anything. And But it, my dog, dar- my, uh, yeah, words. Um, <laughs> my my daughter did take a two and a half hour nap yesterday, so she was feeling that rainy weather. So I will, I will yeah, take it for she that. Was
1: <laughs> feeling it. My cats are always more sleepy. I mean, also same. But whenever it's <laughs> rainy, they're always like, "We're not getting up. We're gonna sleep." Yeah. Today. But yeah, it was uh, yesterday in the afternoon. The sun did come out for a while, um, so that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But so Kevin and I went on like a short walk, and it was so hot, yeah. like disgustingly humid. And so, and yeah, this morning it's raining again. So, you know, it's just one of those weekends. It's fine. It's you just need them sometimes to just like chill.
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. I did get to read almost a whole book yesterday during that nice two and a half hour nap. Um, and then, you know, my husband slept till 1 PM. So when he did finally wake up, he was on baby duty for the rest of the day. So I got to just <laughs> chill and relax. Cause he's like, Oh shit. I slept till one o'clock. Okay. Let me take the baby to run errands yeah, you do that. That'll be good. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing with these like summer storms. It's like when it does clear up and you're like, Oh, I could go outside. And it's like, mm, Nope, it is. So like, you're just like breathing in yeah. like a humidifier Halfway yeah, through the walk. We were both just like sweating. Yeah. And, like,
1: we did a bunch, um, Kevin's brothers at the day of this recording are coming into town mm-hmm. in like a few hours. Um, and we have been trying to like deep clean the apartment mm-hmm. and I moved my entire desk set up downstairs so that I could have all my shit while they're here for a week and all that. And, um, so we were just like up and down, like the two flights of Ugh. stairs, like nonstop, yeah. basically my legs hurt so bad today. Mm-hmm. In addition to my workout <laughs> where she did like, all very legs at yeah. <laughs> and- So we were like sweating from that and we went on like literally a not even 20 minute walk and we're like we're sweating more now than when we were lugging all this shit up and down the stairs.
0: Because that's the thing with this weather in the south. It's like you can just sit outside and be soaked in sweat. Like you don't even have to be like Mm -hmm. exerting any effort and yeah, you just like breathe and it's
1: like nope. Yeah, not today. It's
0: who it's a lot. Um yeah. So now that you know all about our weather and you know how ungodly hot it is in the south this time of year um unfortunately we do have some more shooting updates because this is america and i don't even have any words anymore i don't know it's just yeah. it's it's appalling and sad and it feels so hopeless because it's like when will anything ever change and
1: i don't mm-hmm. know I don't And know. you have people are so divided now more than ever mm-hmm. um and there's like not even like a common ground. No. So it's like anything you think is going to help, you have a huge array of people like pissed off about it. Like there's like no agreement, like there's no coming together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and maybe it just feels so deci- divisive now because so much is happening, mm-hmm. but like I feel like it's just so different than it used to be. Yeah. It's so there's such extremes. It's like we can meet a little bit in the middle here. Like we can we can scratch each other's backs a little bit. Here. Yeah. Like, I
0: feel like when I was growing up, like there wasn't a lot of like discussion of politics because it was like rude, you know, like you just like one of those things you didn't discuss. But when it was discussed, I feel like people had like friendly debates about it. And it was like, you could like yeah. argue in a good natured way. And it's like, you can't do that anymore. Like things are so divided that it's like, and I see the, the Facebook post where people are like, oh, like you shouldn't just dismiss people who disagree with you. And it's like, well, it depends on what you're disagreeing about because like, there are some things that it's like, no, if you disagree about that, like, yeah, I don't really want anything to do with you. Like, and, it, and we're talking about like if major you're things. racist.
1: Here. This is not agreeing to do exactly. Which exactly. Is a TikTok, I've seen like a bunch of like, if you're especially a white woman and your boyfriend is a racist, like you are, you cannot claim to be an ally. No. You cannot claim like whatever you can't, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like you can't be all I'm going to do like work for good, all that stuff. No, it starts in the fucking home and you're dating a racist.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, honey. It's like if you disagree on such a fundamental thing, like how can there be any kind of relationship there? I just I don't get it. Yeah. But anyway, um, so our first of Two that we know of. I'm sure there were more across the country that mm-hmm. did not make national news. um but the two Fourth of July shootings that we do know of um was the first one in Highland Park. um so seven people were killed and more than two dozen were injured um, just in the middle of a fucking parade where everyone's celebrating this country for some unknown reason and
1: and that poor little two year old both his parents died so now it's like But I hope your rights to guns was worth it. Yep. There was also a shooting in Philadelphia. It seems less from what I read, less... Like a mass shooting mm-hmm. and more like a shooting that occurred. Mm-hmm. It was like two officers were shot. Um, like one grazed one of the officers. Like, I think he said he found it like in his hat or his like helmet, Jeez. like the bullet, which is like terrifying. Um, but basically, like there were there was gunfire. Mm-hmm. So, of course, people are running mm-hmm. because look what happened earlier in the day. Exactly. <laughs> um, and it's like while the fireworks were going off. So people some people have videos from like a balcony where you see these fireworks going off in the background and people running in panic because this is america
0: you know courtney asked me before we started recording if i'd seen any tiktoks about this and i said no i did see this one girl who was like walking home i don't know if you saw hers and like she didn't even realize she didn't know and like people were like running and like this guy was like trying to get her to like go with him and she's like i'm not gonna go with you like and then he's taking Mm -hmm. off and then she's like watch him and like she literally has no idea that she's like in the middle of the shooting happening um There was also a shooting here in Richmond, um, 4th of July weekend, like a couple of days, I think it was like the 2nd or 3rd, um, but it was like a domestic dispute, I guess, uh, there was like a court hearing and the ex-wife got custody, and so this guy like walked into a bar where she was and like shot her and like four other people, so.
1: My God.
0: Yeah, so I think it's she and I think her friend both died, and then I think like four people were injured, so.
1: But and like at what Mm -hmm. purpose do you serve that? Because now your children do not have a mother and you're sure as shit not getting custody now. You fucking killed her. Exactly. Like what how I mean I know (sighs) I'm trying to think and I'm trying to have rational thoughts in an irrational mind. Mm -hmm. I get that. But like also I'm just like, why?
0: Why? But like you said, hope you're right to own a gun, it's worth it because. This is what we get now. And you know what y'all and yeah. I say y'all as in the people who are against any kind of gun reform. You don't give a shit about our reproductive rights. I don't give a shit about your right to own guns. Like just, I don't care. I know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yep. do we have anything to bring this up before we uh, take it way back down? Cause I feel like we're just going right into a hole to begin with i'm
1: trying to think if i have like a funny oh i do kind of have a funny kevin story Please, yes okay so we're going on vacation with his family uh the last week of july mm-hmm. and so it's where they used to go as kids a lot and so he's like oh i'll probably go to this place in this place and he, he was trying He okay this is what he said to me he was like uh make sure when you're packing you bring a um uh a water outfit like he couldn't think of bathing suit, and so a water. Like, bring a bring a water. And, he, and it made me laugh so hard because he's like, I couldn't think of bathing suit. Oh, Kevin! And so I just tried to get there enough that you, you would you know figure out what, what I'm I getting at. Wow, that is a very typical Kevin story. Yeah. Oh boy! And I was like. Yeah, I was like, we're going to Virginia Beach for two days. Of course, I'm going to bring a bathing suit, but thanks for reminding me. You're like, if it has
0: the word beach in the name of the city, I feel like I should bring some water outfits, but thanks for the reminder, just in case. Yeah,
1: Yeah. but we're going to be staying really close to uh, Water Country, I think it's called.
0: Like a amusement park. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's like Dollywood Splash Country for us local Tennesseans who relate everything to Dollywood or splash country. Like I do. Yeah. Um, so,
0: but yeah. Um, also a side note of funny things. I just hear in the background Andrew saying, no, don't eat that. Oh, are you hungry? So I'm like, I don't know what my child just ate off the floor, but he's like, oh, I guess it's snack time. Maybe, maybe I should feed you food. (laughs) Oh geez, okay. Oh, so I am doing an espresso today. Um, so Courtney has not heard this story. It's got a lot of twists and turns. So I'm excited to see what Courtney thinks of it. Um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Um, so I did watch an episode of True Crime with Aphrodite Jones, um, season six. I did not write down the episode number. I don't know. Look it up. I forgot. <laughs> Um, and also an article from the Journal of Forensic Sciences and Criminal Investigation. So, like an actual like research article. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, So Ellen and Ed Sherman were a typical family on the outside. They lived in Niantic, Connecticut, and in August of 1985, they had been married for 16 years. They had one 13-year-old daughter, and Ellen was five and a half months pregnant with their second child. The couple owned a graphic design studio where Ellen worked full-time and Ed worked part-time. Ellen was described as a smart and savvy businesswoman, and Ed was also a community college professor when he wasn't working for the business. And so while they seemed to have it all, this marriage would turn deadly in 1985. So Friday, August 2nd, 1985 was Ed's 42nd birthday. Um, their daughter was away at camp. So Ellen and Ed spent the day together alone. Ed was prepar- was preparing to leave the next morning for his annual sailing trip with four of his friends. So he had owned boats for most of his life and he looked forward to this trip every year. Um, he was like the big guy's like every year, get mm-hmm. together, go sailing. So his friend Roger Peterson picked him up at his house around 7 p.m. and they went to their friend Henry McDuff's house. So their plan was to drive to Maine and then pick up the boat they were renting, and then they would set sail the next morning just after sunrise. So they were going to sail the Cape Cod Canal and plan to be gone for 10 days, which I feel like is a very long sailing trip, but maybe I just don't know anything about sailing. Um, yeah. So Ed called Ellen while he was at Henry's house to ask her to unhook the blige from the battery on his boat at home because he forgot. I don't know what that means, but a boat thing that he <laughs> forgot to do. Um, so we <laughs> do the boat thing, <laughs> Do the boat thing. So we called his wife from Henry's house that night and said, Hey, I forgot to do this. Will you take care of this for me? Um, and then his friends remember joking around with him and giving him a hard time about making his pregnant wife go out and do the manual labor that he forgot. So yeah,
1: it's like, okay, you're leaving me here <laughs> for 10 days while I'm pregnant. Right.
0: And now I have to do manual. Now labor. I have to go Thank do this you. boat thing too. So, The four men left the next morning, which is a Saturday, and started their sailing trip as planned. (laughs) Sorry, I typed coat. coat. (laughs) Whoops, boat. Um, Also, side note of a funny story. So I listened to the That's Messed Up SVU podcast, which is like. The best podcast of all time, um, and she she was reading her notes, and she meant to put tape, and she put rape. So she said they were listening to the rape, and then she stopped, and they were like, "Oh no, that's that's not right." <laughs> that's not right. That's not <laughs> she right. Like, she's like, "I think Google Docs autocorrected this because I type rape so much because this is an SVU podcast." <laughs> and probably I thought it was really funny, and the other girls like leave it in, leave it in. <laughs> so Ed used the ro- the, the rodeo on he used the <laughs>
1: what a scene a rodeo on a coat
0: (laughs) wow i need to get my life together so ed used the radio on the boat um, to have someone call to check in on ellen later in the day after they set sail so he didn't have like you know it was 1985 he couldn't call her on like a cell phone but he could radio in to someone somewhere on shore and ask them to check in i guess um Mm -hmm. but he wasn't able to get a hold of her but again, this was the 80s. No one had a cell phone. So he's like, eh, I'm not too concerned. Like, she just must not be home because if you're not home, there's no way to get a hold of you. Um, also, she's like pregnant and her daughter's away at camp. So she's probably just out enjoying and relaxing and doing her things. So yeah, like, she's probably yeah, just sleeping. Good. That's what I would do. I would
1: just <laughs> <Right>. sleep. <laughs>
0: um, however, the next day, which was a Sunday, he still wasn't able to reach her. So he started to get concerned at this point. So he did reach out to some friends and asked them to go check on her. Um, and so the next time he put in a call to the house, the Connecticut State Police answered. Um, they informed Ed that Ellen had been found murdered in their bedroom. So they instructed him to set sail to the nearest Coast Guard station in Massachusetts and said they would meet him there.
1: So I do have one question. Yes. So when he called about the boat, did he talk to her or just leave like a voicemail?
0: He talked to her. According to who?
1: Okay. So we like actually... What? Just remove that question from your okay. brain. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Stop asking.
0: Don't ask questions yet, Courtney.
1: <laughs> um, that makes me think of, uh, speaking of other podcasts on our podcast, uh, this podcast will kill you every time Aaron's like, I knew you were going to ask that
0: question. And I don't know the answer. <laughs> I love how she's like, I knew you were going to ask that. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So after being contacted by Ed, their friend and colleague, Lynn Fredrickson, had gone to the Sherman's house to check on Ellen. So when he got there, there was no answer at the door, and he did find that all of the doors were locked, but there was an unlocked window in the dining room, so he used that to enter the home. So Lynn reported that their bedroom was very cold when he opened the door, and that's when he found Ellen dead in her bed. Um, She was naked and had been strangled face down in the sheets. Um, Cause of death was ruled as both manual and ligature strangulation. And at first they thought she had been strangled with her bra, but then the forensic scientist on the case noticed that her underwear actually matched the pattern that was left on her throat. So that's how they determined exactly what it was that was used to strangle her. Mm -hmm. Um, The medical examiner said there were no signs of sexual assault. Um, there were multiple semen stains on the bed, but they were not able to get DNA evidence from any of them. Um, and the cause of death was estimated to be between 10 PM on Friday night and 8 AM on Sunday morning, which is a very big time frame. Basically quite a big range. Yeah. So from the time that um, Ed spoke to her about the boat to when she was found.
1: I also feel like semen stains, like on your bed, like, aren't, that's not, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Especially because like, if you hadn't washed your sheets yet and like you're married and you have sex before your husband leaves, like, I'm sure if you tested our bed right now, be-
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. So you're like, there's, like, what's it gonna, what's yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> so while police are investigating Ellen's life and trying to find any possible motives, they do discover something pretty big, um, which is that Ed had a secret life. So he, <laughs> it's not what you want to find. Nope. Nope. Not off to a good start here. Ed, So he had a girlfriend near the community college where he worked, and they had been together for seven years. So this isn't just a a mild little fling. That's a long, that's a long, long time. Yeah. So this was shocking to a lot of people that knew the Shermans, but Ellen and Lynn were close friends, and Lynn told investigators that Ellen actually knew about his girlfriend, Nancy. So they had this open marriage going on.
1: I have another funny story. Can I do another side note? Yes, I just remember. Please do. It. Okay. So last night, Kevin and I went out um, and you slept with someone we else. were about to leave. <laughs> no, <laughs> we were about to leave and we we're waiting online for the bathroom. And so this girl comes out and she like looks at Kevin and she was like, I have a friend who's a ginger. Like, I love that journey for you. And was like getting really close to him. And Kevin was just like, okay. And then she notices his wedding ring. And then she was like, um, I have a question for you. I saw a TikTok that swingers wear black wedding rings. Is that true? And he was like, "No." Oh my gosh, no. And then he like looked at me, and I was like, "I was like, it's just his tester ring to see if he loses it before we buy him a real one." And she was like, "Us women are smart." And I'm like, "You were definitely trying to sleep with Kevin, and then you noticed he was married, and then you just tried to make You're it like
0: work. I'm trying to backtrack this and see how I can and get I myself out of like, this." I was
1: like, I who, what, there is no, there can't be, there can't be another swinger symbol because then everything in life is going to be a swinger symbol. It's pineapples. It's upside down pineapples. It's stars on your houses. I can't do anything. You can't, you
0: can't have too many because then like you said, how are you supposed to know? There's no good way to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy.
1: So I thought it was so funny that she was like, I saw a TikTok that
0: black wedding rings means you're a swinger. Like, like, I think, I think you just made that up funny. I think that's, unless that's a thing, yeah. let us know if you guys have heard of that, if that's maybe it's a thing and I'm going to have to
1: buy Kevin a new ring, but maybe I've seen so. a lot of men with black rings. Yeah. Like It's a trend.
0: Especially because like, like you said, it's like the rubbery ones that like are cheap. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of two, a lot of men that do like manual labor that like, you know, or like Andrew, when he worked on electronics, like he couldn't wear his like metal ring because it would like, blow him up if he like touch something they or also have
1: i don't know what metal material it is but like i know forest ring i think it was titanium but it was like black like it was yeah. an actual metal ring mm-hmm. but it was black yeah. so it's like this isn't like what girl <laughs> what yeah, she was
0: she was shooting her shot and then she's she was just she was backtracking just
1: trying to figure it out yeah but guess what honey he came home
0: with me <laughs> <laughs> so well ed did not always come home to ellen so Oh, okay. <laughs> um So, like I said, they did have an open marriage, and Ellen had had boyfriends before as well. Um, and Nancy was not Ed's first girlfriend, so this is just a thing that they are both yeah, I mean, consenting that to. That is
1: how you define your exactly. relationship, and both are consenting or happy. No judgment here, as long
0: as everyone is on board. um So, yes. Ellen had actually confronted Nancy before and told her that she didn't mind if she and Ed were together because she knew that she, Ellen, and their daughter came first. So she's like. I don't care if, you know, Ed sleeps with you and you do your thing or whatever, because like, I'm still, but at the primary. end of the day, I'm number one. Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, I know that. So it's fine. Um, but the big thing that they disagreed on was that Ellen wanted more children and Ed didn't. Um, so, and Ellen had actually gotten pregnant a second time, but did have an abortion at Ed's insistence. So he's like, I just want the one kid. I don't want any more kids. Mm-hmm. Um, But then police find out that two years before her murder, Ellen and Ed started running into some problems with their open marriage when she learned that Nancy was pregnant. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Nancy, I think that's
1: breaking a a rule in your open marriage. They had (laughs) had
0: their list of things they were okay with. This was not on them. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So. Nancy was going to keep the baby and Ellen told Ed that she didn't mind if he continued his other life with Nancy and their baby, but now she wanted a second baby as well. So now she's putting some more rules bargaining. She's like, okay, if you want to be with Nancy and your other kid, that's fine. But I want the second baby that I've always wanted. Um, and she Mm -hmm. told him that she would take care of taking care of the child. Like he can do whatever he wants. She's like, just, I need your sperm to make this baby and you can live your life and it'll be fine. So Ellen did quickly get pregnant. But then in June of 1986, when she was about three months pregnant, she told Ed that she changed her mind. And she's like, I want to have a traditional family and you're going to have to choose between me and Nancy. So Ed would not make a decision. Um, So Ellen kicked him out and he did live on a friend's sailboat while thinking through what his choices were, what he wanted to do. And three weeks later, he did decide to break things off with Nancy. Nancy. So around this time, Ellen was also considering selling their business, and she told friends that she was thinking of splitting up with Ed. I think she's reached a point where she's like, I just there's too much. I don't think this Mm -hmm. is going to work here. So obviously, as always, Ed is a prime suspect in Ellen's murder, but he was on a sailboat with four other people during her estimated time of death. So police are like, we don't really have anything to go off of. Like, we think you have something to do with this, but like, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. so they speculated that maybe he hired someone to kill Ellen. So they're like, we're to keep looking into your life investigating you. Um they asked actually asked his friend Lynn to keep up relationship with him so that he could like share any information that Ed may tell him. So he's kind of like working with the police and like, oh, yeah, like I'll keep hanging out with you and like remembering all these little things that you say so I can talk to the police about it. Yeah, so Ed did move in with Nancy a few weeks after Ellen's death. So he just scooped on out of this bed and into that one and sent his older daughter to live with Ellen's parents. So, Mm, yeah, that's that's not okay. Um, He did decide to not sell their business because remember Ellen had been thinking about selling it. So he's like, I'm not going to sell the business, but he did hire more people to make it more profitable. And about six months after Ellen's death, he also inherited about $250,000 from Ellen's assets and her life insurance policy.
1: That's in the 80s. That's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Plus,
0: whatever money is in like their business that they own their together. That
1: he's. Yeah. yeah.
0: That she pretty much ran, as everyone said. Um, so as they continue interviewing witnesses, police finally get some helpful information. So Roger Peterson is remember the guy that picked Ed up. The night they went on the sailing trip so he told police that he didn't see ellen the night he picked ed up um but then a couple of years after her murder like when he's talking to ed ed keeps bringing up that night and he's like yeah i remember like she was in the shower like that's what i told you when i got in the car yeah that's why she didn't come out to say hi and he's like you know i think he saw her like in the bathroom window like i think she kind of like waved and roger's like no i don't i don't remember this actually um so yeah So Roger's like really insistent that he's like, I did not see her. He's like, I feel really odd about this encounter. So he's telling police about this. And then police speak with someone who had seen Ed at a video rental store the week before Ellen's murder. And this friend said that Ed had recommended the movie Blackout to her because he had just finished watching it. So if you've not seen the movie Blackout, which I have not, I don't know, Courtney, if you have. Okay. No,
1: I don't think I've heard of it.
0: Yeah, me neither. Um, But in the movie, a man murders his family and then turns the air conditioning up really high to slow the body decomposition to make investigators think that they were killed later than they really were. (laughs) We have some pieces fitting together here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the investigators are now remembering how Lynn mentioned that the Sherman's bedroom had been really cold when he found Ellen's body because they had a window unit and then the door was shut. So basically it's just like mm-hmm. frigid in there. Um. So five years after Helen's murder, Courtney, I'm finally coming back around to your question. So five okay. years after Ellen's murder, Henry McDuff, remember he, he's, the men were at his house the night that Ed called mm-hmm. Ellen about the boat. Okay. So Henry and his family are, like, talking about Ellen's murder and, like, Ed's alibi and the fact that, like, he was at their house that night and then he was on the sailing trip with him. So, like, it couldn't have been him. Like, I don't understand how people are still thinking that Ed had anything to do with it. Like, I was right there. Well, then Henry's daughter says that that night she went to use the phone and Ed was on the phone with Ellen and, like, she didn't realize that. So she, like, picked up the other receiver, didn't realize that Ed was on the phone, but the phone was just ringing and he was talking away like he was talking to someone okay so yes yeah
1: so that's what I was wondering because I was like you know like he called her and he could say yeah I
0: spoke Mm -hmm. to her but like but see like the men were in the room so they heard like a back and forth conversation but he was Mm -hmm. talking to himself so to himself yeah yeah.
1: which I'm like there's so much of this I'm like Ed like why did you keep pushing Roger about how he saw Ellen that night when he could have just been like I didn't see her and that's normal because you just came outside and got into my truck and then we're not gonna think anything else of it but now you keep pushing so now it's weird. yeah exactly you're
0: like but I think Ed knew that like police are on him this whole time so he's like I gotta try to like like, strengthen my alibi yeah um but then this information comes forward with Henry's daughter and so now they're like okay now we really have enough to like there's enough uh uh Circumstantial, Circumstantial (laughs) evidence. like Courtney, why did I keep, well, I kept saying reasonable doubt. And I was like, that's not Mm -hmm. the one I was, I was like, see, but I couldn't think of what the word. So, so there's finally enough circumstantial evidence for them to arrest Ed. So he did go to trial in October of 1991. Um, He did have to sell their graphic design business to afford a good defense attorney. Um, And so forensic expert Dr. Henry Lee testified that there was no sign of sexual assault, but that she had been strangled with her underwear. And he said that the cold temperature of the room was not taken into effect when determining the cause of death and that the AC being being turned on so high with the door shut would have affected the rate of decomposition and thrown off their earlier estimates. They're like, yeah, she was probably killed prior to 10 p.m. on Friday when we originally thought Um,
1: which is just like eighties police work of like not putting shit
0: together. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, and so after her body was discovered, the bedroom door was open. So while the AC was still running, it didn't like maintain that super cold Mm -hmm. temperature. So like Lynn mentioned how cold it was, but it wasn't something that like, by the time investigators got there, they like put the pieces together. Yeah. Um, so the friend that Ed had spoken to about the movie Blackout testified about their conversation and parts of the movie were actually shown to the jury so they could see, like, this is what Ed watched the week before his wife was murdered. Um, so the prosecution did attempt to bring up Ed's previous history of domestic violence, but the judge would not allow it because it was too prejudicial. So Nancy had called the police before Ellen's death because Ed got angry and kicked her in the face.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Um, but after police arrived, Nancy wouldn't cooperate, so no charges were filed. Um, however, Nancy did move out right before Ed's trial started, and she did testify for the prosecution. So she's like, mm, OK, this is not on your side yeah. anymore here, bud. Um, so she did discuss her relationship with Ed and the conversations that she had with Ellen, just how we know what we said in the beginning about their conversations of I'm number one. So it's OK. Um, you know, So she did testify about all of that. So. On February 7th, 1992, Ed Sherman was found guilty of murder after the jury deliberated for four days. Um, he was sentenced to 50 years in prison, but he did die of a heart attack two years later. So that karma just came for him really quick.
1: Do you know how old he was when he died?
0: Because, Well, let's see. So it was his 42nd birthday.
1: So he was like in his 50s. So, like, so
0: 1985 definitely... was his 42nd birthday. So when he was... Sentenced in. He died in ninety four. Yeah, so young. So yeah, pretty pretty young to like be
1: having a heart. Just like die of a (laughs) random heart
0: attack. But yeah, so that is the murder of Ellen Sherman with all of the twists and turns into their open relationship and Nancy and the kids and all. And I do want to say to the death of Ellen and her unborn baby so yeah so sad that's just crazy and it's like like we talked about many times there's there's ways to get out of your relationship you don't have to murder them you don't have to murder and she was
1: giving you a choice too it wasn't like she was like like you could have said i want to go with nancy or whatever Mm -hmm. and she would have been like she would have been like okay yeah go we'll get a divorce which he probably didn't want because i'm assuming if he only worked part-time in the business that he really wasn't doing (laughs) anything i mean yeah she was the breadwinner for sure living yeah. So he's probably just living off of like her successes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like,
0: oh, why, 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 why? Don't kill your spouse. Don't kill your spouse. No, definitely not. Um, not a good idea. Um, yeah. So that was uh, this espressoed. Um, Courtney, what is your perk of the week? So my perk of the week is last week. I
1: told you guys about the cookout I went to. It did go well. <laughs> Everything went well. Did um, not and it. while I was. Did not jinx it, and while I was there, I already kind of wanted to do this. And then, you know, just a little tip to the scale. Got there, I bought tickets to Music Midtown in Atlanta oh, for September. Fun. Um, I've never been to a music festival, so it'll be my first yeah. festival. Um, and Phoebe Bridgers will be there, so you know it's a big selling point. And there's a bunch of bands that like Kevin likes, like A Day to Remember, mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance is going to be there, Fall Out Boy, stuff like that. Oh, so. Fun. Kind of stuff for both of us Mm -hmm. and just fun to go to a festival where you know I've never been to one and get to see all these bands. And I was like, but think about because I was like, Kevin, think about it. Like the tickets are like 180 bucks, but we spent like 70 bucks just to see Phoebe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two years ago. So I was like a two-day event, like we can make it work. So bought tickets to Music Made Town. I'm very excited. Nice. So hopefully in a few months, (laughs) you guys will hear my perk of the week and it. Nothing bad happened to me while
0: I was there. <laughs> don't put that out there into the universe, please.
1: <laughs> Hopefully I don't get trampled.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Festival. Um,
1: but yeah, so that is my perk of the week.
0: Jacqueline, what is your perk of the week? Um, so my perk of the week is the TV show Friday Night Lights. Um, so it is an older show, but I am just now watching it for the first time. Um, I'm pretty sure we talked before about... Um, our podcast friends over with total Betty podcast network. So we've you know been on their show with them before, but they do like a weekly um, it's like a recap podcast and then they like have different segments mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. So they focus on like, you know, teen dramas. Um, so this is their fourth show. So they're doing Friday night light. So I've never seen it before. So I'm actually like watching along with them. So they have like, one of them has seen it before and the other hasn't. So like each week they like mm-hmm. watch and discuss, um, so, yeah, so I've been watching that, and we're, like, halfway through season two, and so it's, like, you know, you finally reach that point where it's, like, you're really invested in, like, the characters and, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, like, anytime you start a new show, it's, like, it takes you a minute to to get into it. Um, So, yeah, so I've really been enjoying that and very different from, you know, how we usually just binge shows now where it's, like, I'll just watch everything at once, and I'm, mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I'm actually only watching one episode per week, so I, like, stay on track with them and, you know, so, yeah, so it's been, and I haven't been watching a lot yeah. of TV because... I have a toddler and so it's very busy. And then I try to read and do podcast research after she goes to bed. So that's like my pretty much the only TV I watch for the week. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: No, I feel that I've actually been really behind on my TV. But now because there's basically not that many sports on mm-hmm. besides like baseball, every night Kevin just like hands me the remote. So I'm getting Ooh. behind on my reading because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can I can watch my TV show. I can catch up. Um <laughs> so um but yeah, I've been listening to their tree hill talk. So I'm trying to get mm-hmm. through that one. Yep. And then I think I'm gonna listen to the gossip girls one. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about watching, I've never seen the OC. So I thought about watching yeah. the OC and like listening We're together mm-hmm. like that. So, but that'll probably be years from now. I've got <laughs> a lot of podcasts <laughs> I'm listening to. And I mean, tree hill talk is like a long too because I mean, that's nine seasons of a show.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's a very long, um, a very long podcast, uh, yeah, so maybe in like three years, Courtney's perk of the week will be that she's also, because you've never seen Friday Night Lights, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe three years from now, Courtney will watch Friday Night Lights <laughs> and let you know that yeah, she likes it So maybe it I'll
1: jump on that, yeah, it'll be a while. But, it's uh, different, like yeah. it's a
0: different type of, um, like it's, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's not, it's like, like the camera work is like shaky and like it has weird like zoom it, like it's not like a production Kind of thing. Yeah, they're trying to make it almost like a documentary kind of thing. Sort of, yeah, but it's still, but it's not like, it's not like the office where they like address the camera or anything, you know? It's, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's an interesting, I don't know what the exact like, thing behind it is um and i guess some of the actors also have a rewatch podcast which everyone is doing now for all their shows which i do enjoy no matter how cliche it is i do like listening to them yeah. um but i'm not gonna listen to it yet because they do get spoilers so i gotta wait till i finish the whole series um but, all of
1: it and then go listen to that. yeah
0: but they do oh. say on the pod that it's um that it's a good one so if you like friday night lights go check out both of those um talking texas forever is the one that i'm talking about with the the rewatch girls and i don't know the name of the one that the actual actors have, but I'm sure you can find yeah, it if you know, look it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I know New Girl has like a rewatch, po- uh, mm-hmm. you know, rewatch podcast, and I know Boy Meets World just came out of yep. one too. And so I'm like, I hear it's really good, but I'm also like, how many rewatch podcasts can I listen? Yeah. to? Yeah, um, that is that is of the thing right now for sure. One. I know it's, <laughs> it's very hot. Um, but if you want to tell us about your festival experiences, if you have any tips for me, cause it's my first one. Um, if you want to tell us what festivals you're going to, what TV shows you're watching, what rewatch podcasts you're listening to any of that, you can do so on Instagram at caffeinated crimes pod on Twitter at calf crimes pod. That's C-A-F-F crimes pod on Facebook at caffeinated crimes podcast. We are on YouTube and TikTok as well. Caffeinated crimes, caffeinated crimes podcast. You can find us. You know. Um, you can send us a good old fashioned email at caffeinatedcrimespod at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined and you want a little bonus extra content, um, if this espresso that we made into a long um <laughs> isn't enough for you and you want a bunch of bonuses, uh, last week's episode was up there, unedited video. Google Hangouts, which we are doing until the end of summer, that everyone can join. Um, I don't know. We got a bunch of shit over there. Discord. You can do so at patreon.com slash caffeinated crimes.
0: Yes. Yes. And as always, we greatly appreciate your Apple podcast reviews, your Spotify reviews. ratings on you know wherever if, if there's somewhere that you can say these people are great do it we love it we love to see mm-hmm. it helps us get noticed more and bumped up the charts and all those things so definitely a great way to help out the show if you're able to
1: yeah and thank you to all the people i've seen where i see people that i went to high school with go what podcast should I listen to and then they mention us yes. it makes my heart warm and fuzzy so nice
0: um but in the meantime go have a cup of coffee and don't commit a crime